The Advanced Teachings of A Course in Miracles Unavailable to those who have yet to achieve what it has to offer. Yet they are offered here as they become available. This is a part of a very intensive practice to learn more about what it has to offer. Visit openandclear.com. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to recognize that you're never upset for the reason you think? I know the first time that I got involved in these lessons that I feel like I never fully grasped this one entirely. I feel like it has hundreds of things and variations to it. I mean, just the fact that you can define an upset differently in so many different variations. So just in that little factor, we can say that we don't understand why we're upset. And I'm sure every single time you get upset, even at a thereafter, you might notice that you tend to analyze and try and figure out why you're upset or if it's not you, you try and figure out why somebody else is upset. Usually because you want a result, usually when you want to uh, be able to fix it or correct it or somehow balance out, we need to neutralize this subject. You know, In that understanding and that recognition that you don't know where or why it's come from or what, what's it happened. <laughs> Who many ha <laughs> words? Good morning. Yes. <laughs> Lesson five. I am never upset for the reason I think. Something that is interesting about this is that it doesn't just say you're you're not currently upset for the reason you think. But it actually gets into saying never. You're never upset for the reason you think. I find that this is helpful. Even though my ego mind likes to get confused, it knows. It knows that it's upset because this thing keeps happening over and over and over again and it knows that it's upset or sad because this person's acting this way or doing this thing to you and you know it knows it knows what do you mean it doesn't know 
What are you saying? What are you saying? I don't know. I'm never upset for the reason I think. Now, as of yet, we're not entirely... It's not entirely concerned with understanding and comprehending this. We don't need to understand the vastness of infinity yet. Okay? So don't worry about that. Right now, we're just simply applying this. That regardless of what the upset is, regardless of how big it is, regardless if I understand it or not, I am never upset for the reason I think. I'm not angry for the reason I think. I am not afraid for the reason I think. And while we do go into this and get more in-depth into understanding somewhat of the more obvious things that have been conversed lately, the it, it seems a lot more common around society lately that we recognize that people are dealing with a lot of their past events in the current moment and not actually in the moment and present and aware that they respond and react to old situations, old past ideas and beliefs. And while this is usually only taken superficially, uh, it, it is mostly just when someone is upset, they are then dealing with the past. And we like to think that we understand it, you know. we Oh, I might not understand why I'm upset, but I sure understand why they're upset, right? And the interesting thing is that, again, it still uses never. You never are upset for the reason you think. The reason it is always superficially with this idea of the deep essence of using your past is because this is an association to everything that not just emotional reactions but quite literally everything that everything you see everything you experience everything you touch everything you feel is all in association and development of what this is in your past now we like to say well if it has an association in a past, there was a point in which it began. But what was it before that? So this is where we get into the ideas of layers and layers and layers of what is available. That it's always deemed and derived from the very beginning source of all the vastness of eternity. And then layers upon layers we are adding different ideas more ways and as it was all on a basis of love there was that idea that now there is something other than love and the thing about it is that even in this moment as we think there are many things to be upset about many negative things many evil things and positive things and good things and wonderful things the actuality of it is that it remains to be, on those deeper awareness levels, the actuality of what is only love. And so when we had this idea, the regurgitation isn't so much of an actual past event, but the fact that we still think and process our world in the same understanding of having this past event, say, the idea that there could be 
anything but the truth of love. Anything, anything at all. When you think it is not the ideas of and the consistency of love and the true recognition of God and the Son of God and the, that experience of the totality of infinity, <laughs> then you have a disturbance in where you see an emptiness in what seems to be your place. So right now on the surface, on the superficial, when regardless uh, if you're trying to get into your emotions and understanding your past, if you don't take it all the way before you even had a past, <laughs> then it's still superficial. And right now, we're, we're not concerned with too deep. We're just tapping into this, you know, tapping into the idea. Okay, okay, okay. We're opening up our subconscious mind by saying simply, uh, no, you're not right about this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not upset for the reason I think. You're telling me I'm upset for this. No, I'm not upset for this. I'm not upset for that. I'm not sad for this. I'm not. And we're kind of refusing the first options and variations that come our way. We are insisting then to be deeper, to be more aware. Okay, so it's not about this. What then could it be about? Oh, it might be about this. No, it's not about that. Okay, so let's go deeper. Oh, well, this this seems like a pretty disturbing idea. Oh, no, it's not about that. And often still, even according to course students, we like to stop at this place where we say there was a tiny mad idea of separation. And that's that point of where there is now something opposite to love. Now, we it, while this is a wonderful place to go to, uh, it's it's definitely not the the greatest potential in which is available here. It's not the deepest aspect in which you can actually reach in this understanding. Even this idea that of existence and where God is and being one with God must be accepted and experienced, opposed to there being two variations of God a son of God and a father of God. <laughs> so when we get into this and we're tapping into this little bit of a deeper idea, we, under, we need to understand that this isn't something, I'm not talking about history, I'm not talking about the way, you know, who killed Kennedy. I'm not talking about actual events uh, so much as even while they're has been actual events representing this. What I'm more or less talking about is something that is actually right in this moment. So much like you appear to have an upset in this moment, and you might say you're actually reacting to a past situation, you're still reacting and experiencing it as if it's happening now. And as much as we can say about the past that it doesn't exist, the sensation and the reality of it being right here and now every single layer of this interpretation is something more of an idea of layers I've built my my uh, iceberg out of and I'm building the tip of my iceberg but as I come down I recognize all icebergs are one and one with the water and 
Simply, the existence is far more expansive than I once thought, but when I'm up on the point of the iceberg and the tip, I'm looking out on other icebergs and what seem like other icebergs, uh, and, and all this variations of time and, and expansion, it looks like, you know, it's all far off, you know, because everything's far off. Pretty much only my organs are inside of me in this perspective. And so it, it seems a little complex, but that's where we get into dimensions, which we'll be getting more into as we go along. Uh, the third dimensional perspective sees only physical reality. The fourth dimensional perspective usually filters, did I say fourth or second? The second dimensional perspective of reality uh, likes to filter everything through its emotions and how it feels and, and so much like that. And then the first dimensional perspective is actually the Christ mind consciousness perspective in which is the actual thinking. We're not worried about that yet. Most of us are dealing with A Course in Miracles and what it's actually for is the fourth dimensional perspective, which is your independent ego consciousness self that has this idea of memory and recalling and, and projecting into the future of imagination and anticipation. And when you understand that, that what we're trying to do is retract this separation from this fourth dimensional self over to the first, which is the same realm of consciousness, but a different, much like the difference between God and the sun, God is all that is, and the sun is the experiencer of all that is, and goes through the experience of it. Now the ego is an experience of the experiencer of all that is. <laughs> in the same fashion and as we're continuing to add different ideas we like to you know it's more experimentation and uh, wandering and questioning and and finding out what everything is all about and we get more into details of the existential ideas of what reality is all about or ways of expressing the the actual truth in which it's all about so I really look forward to what we have today and uh, for what we have all of these all of these things that are unfolding all these ideas so we're going to be sure to um, get the most out of this. I really am happy that you guys are here and it's going to be awesome. So have a beautiful day.